We are here, we make change to your life in every way We expand on your mind, so you're never the same The Upgraders The Upgraders Hi, this is Dexter and Tanya Scott and welcome to The Upgraders Show We believe your life deserves an upgrade Let's live our best lives now Hello champions, this is Rick, your wealth coach, and I'm so excited about seeing your face in a place that's right coming up in our next Financial IQ Challenge where your money will learn how to grow fast, furiously, and forever. Your trust will be simple, safe, and sound, and you will have a legal, lawful, lasting legacy. I look forward to seeing your face in a place that's right at our next Financial IQ Challenge at FinancialIQChallenge.com. That's right, register at FinancialIQChallenge.com and let your legacy begin. Hey guys, what's up? It's Dexter here, one half of The Upgraders. Thank you so much for listening and and watching uh, our podcast. We're on several different platforms. So if you're watching this or if you're listening, make sure you subscribe to our channel and make sure you give us a comment. We always like to know where our listeners and viewers are coming from. Listen, today is an amazing uh, podcast. I have a very special guest here. Now, this gentleman, you know, I, I think Ty and I, my wife and I met him probably about four or five years ago. And I think I can say he's a deep well, all right? (laughs) And you guys are going to hear it in just a minute, but Nate is an amazing guy. And, you know, I was looking at his his bio, right? And, you know, I don't get heavily into bios, but bios really give you just a, a snapshot of what somebody, you know, their background, where they actually came from and, and some of their experiences. But something stood out to me. And I want you to hear this, then I'm going to bring up Nate. I want you to guys listen to this. Nathaniel is what some call a deep well to drink from. His ability to extract principles and concepts from a vast array of cultures and texts gives him the perspective the ability and the tools to engage others on many levels. And, and I thought that was amazing because right off the bat, he just, he's just hitting you uh, where you are. You will definitely be inquisitive about what he wants to share. So let me stop talking. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Nathaniel Brown, Nate, what's going on, sir, man, Dexter. Thank you so much. Thank you for that amazing introduction. I appreciate you reading the bio. It, it really helps uh, give that introduction, give that introduction to your, uh, yourself and to the listeners, those that will be joining in on the conversation later after we after we post it. Yeah, absolutely. Man. <laughs> absolutely. Look, I, I just want to say thanks. You know, you and I have been trying to uh, get this thing scheduled probably for a couple of months. Well, actually, longer yeah. than a couple of months. Longer right? than that. Yeah. Having yeah. this conversation. Yeah. So listen, man, let, look, let's get right into it, Nate. Tell, let's tell the people, man, what, what, so what, what is this thing about this deep well? What's, you know, what can you tell people when they have a conversation with you? What is it all about? What's your background? If you could just give the listeners a perspective about Nathaniel Brown to just give an insight on that. Awesome. I look at things on the basis of perspective. If you look at my website, it's called theperspectivecoach.us. But I, I chose perspective because I started noticing something, even in my own personal life, is that I had a way of explaining things and looking at things that I was thinking was absolute truth. Mm-hmm. And here's an example. I, uh, my wife had ordered a sort of like a roll, like a mat or something like that, some sort of throw mat. And um, it came in, I had it in my hands and I went outside to help my seven year old weed some, uh, some uh, the garden beds. Uh-huh. And I got 
back in the house. And in my mind, I had put the package in the house next to the stairs, and that's where it was. Okay. You could not convince me of that at all, uh, otherwise. So my wife comes home. She says, so where's the package? Amazon said it delivered. I said, I put it right here. Somebody must have moved it because I know I put it right here. Mm -hmm. And I'm arguing. I'm, like, I'm almost like not arguing, but I'm like, I'm sure. And then the more she said, well, it's here and I don't see it, I started to doubt myself. I'm like, well, did I, did I put it there? No, I had to, right? <laughs> right? So Sunday comes, this happened on a Wednesday. Sunday comes, she goes outside to let um, uh, the dog out before we had to uh, euthanize. Mm -hmm. But let the dog out and she walks by the flower bed where I was helping David. And I had set the roll in the windowsill flower box gotcha. to help David. But in my mind, I put it, next to the stairwell in the house. Yeah. And that moment let me know that this is how powerful your perspectives are. Mm -hmm. If you start to form a perspective and you, you hardline it so much mm -hmm. that you ingrain it into your reality, you can't be convinced that something else is real. Wow. And I was willing, I, at that moment, I said, you know what? Here's what I'm sure of, that I am absolutely sure of nothing. And when nice. I embraced yeah. that, concept it was like okay that made perspective grow like mm -hmm. work the world we live in expands the more we let go of our own personal paradigms as to how we think it should be yeah. and the more we kind of stamp should on everything mm -hmm. the more legalistic we become and the more less inclusive we become so you wow. can't accept another culture you can't accept disagreement really well right. because you think it has to happen in a certain way wow. and what we're talking about here dexter is culture culture mm -hmm. is this it's the safest place you can have to disagree when you look under a microscope at a culture of microscopic yeah. organisms, they're running into one another. They're right. It's chaotic, right. but it's a safe place. They're not spilling over. They're mm -hmm. within their boundary line. Right. The right. universe that we live in, our creator has designed it such that we live in cultures and we are given safe places to disagree based on language and uh, uh, socioeconomics or whatever those things are. Right. So in the Chinese culture, they have a way of debating themselves. In the Tibetan culture, it sounds chaotic. It's almost like they hate each other. Mm -hmm. But then it's like, no, we were just debating. This is how we let flesh things out. Right. So right. I'm learning now more, and I approach people when I'm having a one-on-one, -on -one, I approach them more of, like, like, so tell me where you are. Talk to me a little bit. And what that does is that gives me an idea of how well they're comfortable or how comfortable they are with disagreement. Wow. Because if I start to That's rub good. up against their paradigm, paradigms and their mm -hmm. belief systems and their stories, right? All this stuff, right? If I start to run up against that stuff, I'm going to trigger them. And I'm, only, I'm either going to trigger them to change right. or to be reclusive and stay the same. Right. And unfortunately, there's nothing I can do about what you do about the information that I present. Right. But I can show up with the file in hand and say, okay, it's time to sharpen. One of the two of us is going to walk away from this sharper than we ever have been. Wow. And we get to decide how we intend, how we set the intention for that. Wow. That is absolutely amazing. Of course, man, my mind is just going, just going. Go, you know, go. And it reminds me of uh, Tanya, uh, my wife. She, Tanya, uh, she's a trainer. Uh, you can tell when you talk to her, you can tell she's a trainer. Oh, yeah. She's a communicator. Oh, yeah. But she, she talks about, uh, they used to teach a shared pool of meaning. Yeah, yeah. So when yeah. we sit down at the table, everybody mm -hmm. gets comfortable with sharing how Absolutely. they feel. Now, Absolutely. I believe what you just laid out, Nate, is the formula for world <laughs> world peace. 
It is. Yeah, you're right. If you think you're about right. it, you and yeah. I can disagree. Yeah. And then when we get up from the table, it's okay. Nothing right? changes. Nothing that, changes. That's culture. Yeah. Not the stuff that we're that we're promoted to of, yeah. you know, the media and the rhetoric that's promoted. Because mm -hmm. culture isn't rhetoric. Culture is behavior. Wow. And how you behave, especially within yourself, right. is how you behave in community. And how you behave in community is how you behave globally. So wow. it's, it's a breakdown all the way. You got to understand, like, everything that we have is an artifact of something much greater. Right. And yeah. it's, it's a data mining mission. I, I had the opportunity to do some voiceover for Amazon, some training video, um, mm -hmm. e-learning stuff. And I listened to a keynote talk to prepare me for right. just the oration of the words. Right. And the gentleman was talking about big data. Right. And he mm -hmm. said, it's not enough for you to just understand you have a lot of data. He said, we've got companies all over the world, corporate companies, that they have a lot of data, but they don't know how to extract meaning from the data. Yeah, that's good. Metrics, stuff like that. Right. So when we can look at our life, our life experiences, and we don't look at them as good or bad, because that's not extracting meaning. That's mm -hmm. actually initiating judgment. And right. you put that stamp on it and you never get anything from it. Mm -hmm. But when you take the time to do the work and say, you know what, what if it didn't happen? What if I'm not sure of anything about my past? How much more I can, I can extract from it if I let go of the story that I've been selling for this time. Right, right. And I said, well, if the story that I'm telling, and this is my idea, the idea of stories for me is, you're telling the story that's in the direction of where you're headed. So the story right. is the road. So right. it's a matter of checking your alignment. How mm -hmm. well am I aligned with the story? And is this the one I want to reward me anymore? Wow. And if the answer is no, then it's time to write a new one. Wow. And that's the way yeah. I engage with that, that wow, data. Man. So the data, yeah. being able to get that data from the data, that uh, meaningfulness from the data, and then extract it and then art articulate it well, that's, that's, the, that's, the, that's the mission. That's right. the, the, the gold nuggets right there. That's right. The, gold, the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. So that's like the <laughs> nexus of everything. That's what we're trying to get to. Man, that's amazing. Yeah. Nate, that, man, wow. <laughs> that is absolutely incredible. So... You know, Tanya and I are doing some trainings now. We had a, a uh -huh. powerful mastermind today. And nice. literally, it is about learning the data, going deeper in the data. And That's I think it. you just you just laid it out, man. That is absolutely yeah. amazing. It really yeah. is. Yeah. And, you know, it, it kind of leads me into uh, a question I have for you. And mm -hmm. now this is extremely deep. Reading it mm -hmm. on your bio, this, I wanted to bring this out. You mm -hmm. said, so guys, Nate said he believes that men and women who have taken the time to re-see traumatic experiences with a new perspective engage with life differently. Mm -hmm. And Nate, I know you and I, you know, we've talked, man, we, we, we've actually done a deep dive in thinking yeah. and, and, yeah. and we know that literally I can rethink what I thought 10 years ago. Sure can. And it'll just energetically change, uh, you know, my, my, the toxins and all that in my system. Absolutely. It, it will change everything. Man, everything. please talk about that. That, that yeah. statement alone is loaded. So I'm going to stop yeah. talking. We got to hear this, man. What, t yeah. Tell us your perspective on that. So my perspective is this. Whatever your habits are, that's your mindset. So I, you can, I always tell people, show me a person's habits. I know exactly what the way they think is, whether it's service to self service towards others. And that's what it really breaks down to. It yeah. breaks down to those two things. So re-seeing and respecting is the same thing. To respect something is to see it again. 
re again, spect, look at. So let's look at it again. That's all I'm asking. And to pare it down, and we've got a lot of, the stories add a lot of fluff and a lot of fat to the, the so we embellish it. So science has actually discovered that 50% of the stories we tell about our past is absolute embellishment. Right. It's not even true. It's how we're trying to form, and, and this is what happens in textual documents. Because we initiate grammar, we dilute the experience for what it could be. Mm. It could have been a tool to teach us the stories we have. Our past is a tool to teach us how we are engaging with the world. The mm. events present themselves to mirror to us our, uh, our predisposition. We say the word because, right, a lot. Well, right. we, I learned in English that because starts something called a prepositional phrase. It's your preposition. So yeah. by the time you have the event, the event only comes to show you where you already were. Wow. It doesn't show you where you're going. Uh, uh -huh. It shows you where you already are. Okay, so, so say that again. So the event, say that again. Uh-huh. The event presents itself to show you where you already are, where wow. you already were. Yeah. It's your preposition right. because, right, right, when you would just start describing the event, well, I did this because I did this. And it's this sort of chain reaction of becauses, right. Right? right? So what I get people to do is I get them to question the because. I don't care about the event. Yeah, mm -hmm. the event was traumatic, but it's only traumatic because of how you extracted something from it. Right, right. So take it from me. I had some issues in my childhood that were not pleasant. But I was able to go back and I looked into those experiences and I'm like, wait a minute, there is a child here that was just looking to be loved. And this was the environment that I was in. And I need to relook at this environment. Yeah, it was it felt like hell before. But now when I look at it, I see I see the relics of slavery in my family line. I see the behaviors of, uh, of mismanaged expectations. Mm -hmm. I see anger. I see I don't see a problem with people. I see all these becauses. Uh -huh. all these artifacts of things that are that come before me and i am understanding that when i dive deep when we all do this dive deep into how we think about the stories we tell about the past experiences that we've had right. we realize that we have a responsibility to bring these things into balance we have a responsibility to Absolutely. articulate yeah. things perfectly i'll give you an example i did a 14-day fast back in november right before thanksgiving and I did it specifically. I only, the only thing I ate was a phytonutrient called um, spirulina. Mm -hmm. And I ingested spirulina three times a day for 14 days. That's all I ate. I might have had a you know, piece of fruit from here and there. First week, I was good. Second week, I was frustrated as all get out. Yeah. I could not figure out why I was frustrated. Right. Right. I was getting angry. And, and I wasn't that I was hungry. I was mm -hmm. fine. I was getting up at 4 a.m., working out, doing all my stuff. And I was like, you know, I had to sit with this. So I sat down one, one morning after my workout. I was like 4.30 in the morning. I sat at the bar. I put on some, you know, some quiet cinematic music. And I asked myself, I asked the frustration why it's there. I treated the frustration as if it was presenting to me a preposition. And I asked the frustration why it's there. And I heard this, Dexter, mm -hmm. you need to be as articulate in peace as you have been in war. Mm. The balance <laughs> of articulation yeah. was that I had not, I had, I had shunned away the darkness. Mm -hmm. So I had stuffed it away so much right. that I had repressed all of my feelings about things. And I was trying to be peaceful by negating 
the part of me that was in it was in chaos. But when I embraced right. Right. the chaos and gave it proper articulation, proper voice, mm -hmm. these experiences we're having aren't coming to destroy us. They're coming to educate us on how to articulate ourselves in dark and in light times because yeah. someone needs to hear you in your mm -hmm. darkness right. and someone also needs to hear you in the light. And the only way to actually see anything is you got to turn away from the light. You got to you got to be in the direction of the rays. If you're in the sunlight, if you're driving your car towards the sunlight, <laughs> yeah. you can't see a daggone thing. <laughs> right. But the minute you turn your back in the direction that the light is shining, mm -hmm. you can articulate the landscape much grander, much right. greater. Right. You can understand things. You have a place for things to settle. So your past events need a place to settle within your vocabulary. And mm -hmm. it needs to be talked about and articulated in a way that says that, hey, I support you being here because your happening was necessary for my formation today. Nice. Nice. Man, that that's deep. <laughs> you know, you dropped it, man. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> you know, as I'm listening to you, you said, you know, you're talking about being able to articulate your past, mm -hmm. right? Finding the right words. And, you know, man, Tanya and I talk about this a lot, you know, in business. Adults, adults are, are nothing but children, grown up children. Yeah. And not insultive, but we're right. grown up children and the habits that we have is based on something that happened in the past. I was thinking right. when you said that, it's almost equivalent to, let's say a child is, they're looking out the window and mm -hmm. they see a parent mm -hmm. standing in the yard and then an aunt pulls up mm -hmm. and the aunt walks up to the parent and the parent says something, you know, really exciting. And the aunt is just, she's excited. But what the child sees is that mm -hmm. they're arguing. Right. So right. Here, here we are 20 years later. And the child still has an autonomic response mm -hmm. of anger yep. that pops up from something yep. that happened 20 years ago. Yep. Their perspective was off. Yep. And yep. that's literally what I hear you saying. It's that's exactly amazing. what I'm saying. Yep. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm saying. What I'm saying is the events that happened, something hit me one, one day uh, a couple years ago that everything that presents itself to us is looking for permission to be. It's looking for permission to be presented. It's wow. looking for permission to be received. Everything. So a thought that comes into yeah. our minds, right, that comes into the mind, is looking to be received through the conduit of the brain. And then that information is broken down into auditory and, and chemical responses in the body. Right. And thereby, you create action from that place. Right. It's, it's essentially a, a subtle place of suffering. Suffering, it just means something needs to happen and you need to find out what that solution is. That's basically what suffering is. Wow. It's just, it's a call. Okay. Nobody does anything without suffering. Yeah. When you're hungry, you don't get up and get anything to eat unless you're hungry. Right. That's a form of suffering, right? Yeah. It's, it's a very mild form of it. Yeah. But if you can define it as a call to action, that's what's happening. We're being called to act upon. So when those things start to surface again, they're surfacing to be reinterpreted. Mm -hmm. So a translation of your past needs to be recalibrated. Maybe think, what if, not thou shalt, but what if, I live my life in what right. ifs. Nothing is absolute for me, except right. for the fact that a creator is mm -hmm. responsible for all of this. This is a very intelligently designed uh, system we're, we're able to have privilege to. <laughs> and we're able to have privilege through it, not autonomously, but in relationship with said creator. It's right. almost as if to say, 
creator and creation is actually one thing. You read the book of Romans, Romans chapter eight starts, it says that creation groans for the manifestation of something. Well, you actually read it and break it down into Greek, get away from the religion of it. And you'll say that it's not just create the creation. It actually implies that the creator and creation is groaning for its own manifestation. It's, wow. yeah. God is looking for, for a reason to happen. <laughs> so I, I, I have this thing yeah. where now I right. operate like God doesn't have a plan for me because that separates me from the plan. Absolutely. God's plan is me. Yeah. There's no expression of God this way without Nathaniel here. Right. And I live my life in that way, and yeah. it makes the world much more expansive. Right. And it makes me yeah. much more responsible for the things yeah. that I've actually experienced. Yeah, it, sh it shifts to your vantage point. That was, yeah. man, that was yeah. an excellent example. You, you can't exist without God being in you, a part of you. You're one. That's it. Amazing, man. Amazing. So listen, Nate, so people that are listening, mm -hmm. people that are watching. So mm -hmm. essentially, if, if, what would you tell someone right now if they're dealing with an issue that they just cannot seem to shake, like they've got an, an issue with what well, example that I made earlier mm -hmm. the, throughout mm -hmm. our conversation, I gave the mm -hmm. example and now mm -hmm. somebody is listening and they're like, wow, you know, I really have an issue with somebody in my family that I experienced mm -hmm. back then. What mm -hmm. would you tell them? What is, what's a, some simple steps they need to follow in order I, to, I to walk through that? Yeah, I love this question. I really appreciate you asking it because it's my model for coaching. Honestly, it's my model okay. and it's called the pair model. P-A-R-E. Pair it down. Mm -hmm. P, it's an acronym. P stands for pause. Stop, okay. take a moment and pay attention to the way you're breathing. If your breathing is sporadically and rapid and all the stuff, that means you're in a heightened state. You're probably not stable enough to really extract proper meaning from this and you'll add meaning to it and right. you'll make it bigger than it really is already. So good. pay attention to how you're breathing. Pause, pare it down. Number two is the A, ask. Be curious, ask objective, non-biased questions mm -hmm. and be aware of what's being asked of you. So um, uh, Michael uh, Bernard Beckwith says, every problem is an answer trying to reveal itself. Uh -huh. So ask the problem what it's trying to reveal. Mm -hmm. it's, and, and it will ascend you to the level of thinking that's above the problem. And now we're at the better perspective and vantage right. point right. to where you can get the answer and extract the answers you want to see. It, it basically means you're trying to complete a fragmented sentence. And, I, and when Got I'm it. doing math with my son, uh, two plus two equals four is not just a mathematical fact. It's a mathematical statement. It's, if you wrote that out on a, on, a, on a line in English in the word form, you'd have a complete sentence. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're doing. The answer to every problem is completing sentences. So complete that sentence, ask those questions, be, be mindful of that. And the R is respect. Mm -hmm. We talked about this early, yeah. see the problem from different perspectives, right. non-biased observation, I like to call. Be a quantum observer. When I, taught, when I taught in my course on the creation formula, I talked talk to people about being a quantum observer. And what that essentially means is you actually pull yourself away from the problem 
mm-hmm. far enough from the issue so you can see all of the aspects, all yeah. of the moving parts, right. and then you can That's engage. Good. It actually gives you a better vantage point to engage. Right. Right. Because as Socrates says, you don't know what you don't know. Right? Right. So none of us do. And like I said earlier, I am sure that I am absolutely sure of absolutely nothing. All right. So that's <laughs> right. the way. Right. And then last but not least, E, embrace. Be yeah. enthusiastic. In other words, be filled with the God being that you are. Be mm-hmm. in theos. Enthusiastic is the word in theos. Be in, feel, in filled with Godness. Right. Be willing to accept uh, that what you can't uh, change, you can't change. And what you can change is power that you can change. So be willing to accept things as they are, not as you think they should be. Right. embracing them requires you to surrender right so and surrender that's the power there's so much potential in surrendering mm-hmm. to what we cannot control and it gives us power over things and among things and within things when we don't need to control them all so pare it down that right. basically means when you're able to pause and ask and respect and embrace you actually take something that's really big mm-hmm. and you condense it down and you trim the fat and you bring it into this this experience like wait a minute this experience wasn't even about all of this i right. created that in my mind as safety right. mechanisms because i was afraid to deal with it it actually was teaching me that's good how to come into harmony with who i truly am right wow that man that is good so so it, it, it reminds me of the law of detachment mm-hmm. so essentially that's exactly what it is you're, you're detaching from my beliefs about my cognitive mm-hmm. dissonance of the uh-huh. situation. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm saying, okay, what if I'm wrong? <laughs> uh-huh. What if? There you go. Oh my goodness. What if? Man. Yeah. What what if, what if the because yeah. what if my preposition was the cause of it all? And yeah. if I only change and you can change that in the present. It's called right. retrocausal quantum theory. You can actually think a thought now based on an experience you had then and redefine what the event was. Right. Right. And what you have, you know, we, you, you talk about this, you talk about the brain a lot as well. Yeah. You, know, you talk about this uh, and we have this device in our brain. It's a power tool and it's linked to our imagination. It's called the hippocampus and your hippocampus t- takes imagination and turns it into memory. <laughs> so if you hold a thought, yeah. an imagination, an image, and then what I, and how I break that down phonetically is an image in nature and light. An ion is a light particle, right? Ions are light, mm-hmm. nature is nature, images are images. So images, nature, and light. When you combine those things and you take that image and you hold it in your mind such that you start to extract feeling from it. That feeling, that reality starts mm-hmm. to ingrain itself and your, your, your hippocampus starts to actually swell. They've actually been able to document this as you're, you're remembering things and your imagination is, is activated. Your hippocampus will swell up. It sounds like it's, it's taken on a, an expanded form. Right. And people who are suffering with dementia and onsets of Alzheimer's, they found a shrinkage in their hippocampus and their yeah. inability to imagine things. Right. They don't have anything to extract from. So that hippocampus, when you activate the power of that, your brain doesn't hold any information. It holds the Rolodex to where you can find it. Right. Wow. Right. So yeah. it's yeah. It, that hippocampus is your is your tool. Imagination mm-hmm. is the key. Right. It's the preview right. of life's coming attractions. Right. right. If you can't imagine it and you, you, you won't even know how to engage with it. So you take that imagination, hold it really tightly and you hold it for at least science has proven this 17 seconds. Mm-hmm. By the time the 20th second comes, it's now memory and you're, you start your body. And the internal mechanisms and the way you engage will start to organize things in your world to fit 
what you not just rem imagine yeah. anymore, but yeah. what you remembered. Right. <laughs> wow. Amazing. So, everybody, you guys, so you just had a, a free coaching session the way I see it. I mean, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's, that's what I'm looking at. Because, I mean, man, this is amazing. So, literally, we can, all, we can restructure a past memory mm -hmm. to where now we can shut the doors of what we were thinking that's absolutely wrong absolutely. and start moving in another direction. Nate, that's, man, that's amazing. Look, I'm going to ask you one more thing, if you could just talk yeah. about this briefly. And we're, we're coming to an end here. Man, this is so good. I'm going to have to have you back. If, if <laughs> I can get, get on your schedule, because you're busy, if I can get you there. back, man. I got to have you back. <laughs> but I want you to the creation formula. Mm. So you, you know, Now, you guys, uh, Nate has some speaking topics. The creation formula is one of them. If mm -hmm. you can give us a couple of minutes, what is that? And then mm. I want you to tell people how to connect with you, because I'm sure after mm. they either <laughs> listen to this on any of our podcasts or, or the channels or, you know, go to Apple or whatever, or even on our yeah. YouTube channel, they're yeah. going to say, I need to connect with Nate. So absolutely. You know, give us a couple of minutes. What in the world is the creation formula? The creation formula is something I created because someone asked me to create a course. Uh, I had all these thoughts and ideas and I didn't I didn't know how I wanted to present the information. And I was sort of dealing with um, some confusion around it. And I sat back one morning. Uh, it was about 4 a.m. Mm -hmm. I was doing some meditation and it just dropped. C-I-A, creation, intention, action. Creation equals intention times action quad. A to the fourth power. So these quad, quad, quadrants are this. The first A is alignment. And it's, it's about identifying where you are, identifying where you want to be, mm -hmm. and positioning yourself for that um, as an observer of that, that, that interaction. So your car, right? You take your car to the shop, you get your alignment check, and the wear of the tires will show mm -hmm. whether your car is in proper alignment or not. Right. And it's really easy to see how you're hitting the pavement, how you're going in your distance mm -hmm. will determine whether you're aligned properly. And two millimeters is all it takes for you to be way off course. We learned that from Tony Robbins, very, very powerful concept. Attunement, what are you watching? What are you listening to? Right. And are you willing to change the channel? Mm -hmm. if, if I wanna watch HGTV, I won't turn to Food Network and if I want to watch Food Network, I won't turn to HGTV. Right. They are attuned to channel a certain frequency. Yeah. And I have to be in control of the frequency that I engage with. So mm -hmm. entertainment literally means to enter and detain the mind. That's what the word means. Gotcha. So what do I want to enter and detain? My, what do I want to be arrested by? Do I want to be arrested by purpose? Or do, I, or do I want to be arrested by annihilation and negativity? Wow. You get to choose. Yeah. All right. And then there's a there's there's agreements. What are you saying yes and no to? How are you coherent between your energies, between your heart and brain? And this is where you start to get in heart math. And I want to get too deep. And knowing what the what the strategic field is, what the what the matrix is and how to get yourself in resonance with that, with that energy that you want to exude, how who you want to become. How do you want to show up in the world? Right. How are you agreeing with it? Did you say yes to it? And in what ways are you saying yes? Is your, behaving show, your behavior showing yes? Or are you behaving in a way that says, no, I don't really believe this, right? Mm -hmm. So you wanna, wanna get that thing. So those are the, 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 the three uh, agreements. And you might wanna read uh, uh, Don Miguel Ruiz's uh, The Four Agreements book. I yeah. recommend that highly, right. all right? And then last but not least, allowances. What are you 
allowing? What are you surrendering to? So we talk about dissolving excess potential, being too heightenedly, uh, uh, placing too much attention on one side of the equation yeah. when the other side of the equation needs that attention as well. We yeah. talked about it earlier, articulating yourself in darkness and in light and understanding the power of letting go, right? Not holding on so tightly to things that you're unwilling to let Man. them go for yeah. the sake of a new experience. I was yeah. talking to a lady and she was telling me all these stories and spiraling and spiraling. I said, well, you really submitted to this. And I, I finally said, what would your life be if you only told the stories that you wanted to reward you? How much of a level of surrender could you have in yeah. your life if you told stories that rewarded you with what you wanted? So align, attune, agree, and then let it go, allow. <laughs> Guys, you just heard it, the creation formula. So listen, Nate, I know that people are gonna want to get with you, they're gonna talk to you. So how can they reach you? Ladies and gentlemen, make sure you write this down. You Support. better write it down, yes. Yeah. I am I I definitely on Instagram. You can you can instant message me on Instagram uh at the real Nathaniel Brown. I am also on um LinkedIn. Uh you can do the LinkedIn stuff, all the hash whatever, the slashes and dot coms yeah. or whatever. And it's just slash the perspective coach. Uh you can also find me on my website, www.theperspectivecoach.us. Uh, and then I'm on Facebook. Uh, I don't even know what my Facebook thing is. Just follow Dexter on Facebook and find me on his friend list. Man, yeah, stop playing yeah. games. Let's get, get this work done. But yeah. yeah, those are the places that I hang out the most. I'm also gotcha. on Clubhouse as well. Um, yeah. I do some Clubhouse talks and stuff like that. So right. if you connect with me on LinkedIn and uh, Instagram, you want to connect with me on Clubhouse, I'll shoot you those details as well. And I'll Absolutely. get that stuff over to Dexter so he can put that in the show notes. Oh, yeah. We're going to make sure to get it to you. And Nate, you didn't mention that you are a voiceover <laughs> A sought after <laughs> voice over what, what you, talent. Uh, talent. They call it call us voice over right actors word. now. Yeah, We're voice actors. over well, actor. Yeah. Yeah. So we, I, I, I've had the opportunity to serve some really cool companies. I've done yeah. ESPN. I've done Lowe's. I've done uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield, Time Warner Spectrum, uh, Lenovo, IBM. Yeah. I, I did some work for Amazon. I'm doing some e-learning stuff. Uh, like I'm a, I'm a Georgia Aquarium, some colleges and universities. Yeah. Like I just have fun with it. Most, most of what I do is corporate. So I yeah. use a lot of corporate terminologies um, and I'm breaking more into the commercial world every day. So it's a lot of fun. Lot Absolutely. Of fun. Nate, man, this has been an absolute pleasure. And I know that my our listeners are, they're going to really appreciate this particular episode. So ladies and gentlemen, you guys heard it, Mr. Nathaniel Brown. He's dropped some amazing content over the last, well, like 30 minutes. So listen, we're going to get Nate back. You guys actually comment whether you want Mr. Brown to come back. I know he's Ooh. got a lot that uh, he wants to share. So, Nate, this has been an absolute pleasure. Uh, you know, Tanya and I, we have definitely have high regard for you and your amazing family. We thank I God for you guys. And listen, guys, it's Dexter and Tanya Scott. We're the upgraders. We may not know you, but we know what's in you. We'll see you on the next broadcast. The upgrader. The upgrader.